0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on back to Minds of Popcorn. I'm one of your two hosts, Ricky Uniak. And I'm Chuck Clark. Chuck, I feel like it's been three goddamn years since we put an episode out, even though it's only been two weeks. And it's not that's not that uncommon for us. Like we do our best to get these out weekly. Um, sometimes, you know, with both your and my uh, conflicting work schedules, you know, it, it it's hard, especially. When you throw our uh, sport rooting interest into the mix, um, when when certain games are on, basically we have to shoot for, we have like two, three days a week where we can reliably record and maybe like a three hour window on those like uh, two or three days. So um, nonetheless, we're, we're, we're finally back. Um, I feel like we have a shit ton to talk about. So to kind of give everybody a rundown here. Um, We're going to talk about the World Series. We'll do some World Series predictions. We're going to talk about the first week or so of the NBA. Um, There's definitely some surprises, uh, both good and bad surprises, that is. And we'll give you guys some Western Conference Finals and Eastern Conference Finals predictions. And then we have three shows. We will talk about She-Hulk, now that She-Hulk is wrapped. We will give an update on how how we're feeling about Andor. I have a funny feeling that that's going to be mainly positive considering what these last two episodes were. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we'll talk about House of the Dragon. Now that House of the Dragon Season 1 is officially wrapped, well, officially uh, all debuted, and we just got word that they're going to start production on Season 2 in early 23. So unfortunately, we're probably somewhere in the realm of 18 to 24 months out from Season 2 debuting. So let's let's just get right into it, Chuck. I think the last time we recorded... I think the Guardians were up 2-1 on the Yankees, which, listen, we know how this story ends, people. <laughs> <laughs> of the Yankees proceeded to win the last two games, uh, and then they went on to face the Astros, which Guardians would have had a very similar fate. I have no doubt about that. The Astros are a goddamn powerhouse. Astros uh, beat the Yankees in four. Um, here's the
1: thing though here's the thing the astros didn't play particularly well against the mariners and they didn't exactly blow the doors off of us either like i knew we were gonna lose i by game at the end of game two i kind of felt like we were gonna get swept but i still was like but this team is not like destro- this is not the juggernaut astros pre-cheating scandal i felt like this. Fe- this Feels like a good a good Astros team, of a, a great Astros team, that's just
0: kind of bare, like doing just enough to yeah. to win, you know. You're a hundred percent right. It was a sweep. Now I didn't watch every single inning of that series, but I did get the sense that that wasn't like. The games, for the most part, were close. There wasn't a blowout, was there? I mean,
1: Altuve did not record a hit against the Mariners or the Yankees until game, until game four of the Yankees yeah. series. He was 0 for 20-something.
0: Yeah, they didn't—I gu- I guess a better way to put it is the Astros didn't beat you in the way that you would have expected them to beat you. Like, they had, like, guys like Pena. Like, a Pena had a monster series. He um, won the uh, the, D- the LCS MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, you're 100% right. This is not the 2017, 2018 Astros. Um, we'll call them the 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 cheating, the the cheating scandal Astros. The fighting um, trash cans. The fighting trash cans. Which I'm glad you bring that up, because I I think you and I might be having the same World Series prediction. So let's just go ahead and uh, let's get them out there. I have the Phillies beating the Astros in six games. I've
1: the I've the same exact prediction. Same exact. That's okay. Exact prediction.
0: That's what I that's what I figured. This Phillies team, man, like we talked about it leading up to the wild card round, when we when the NL was still trying to get the wild card seedings figured out same with the AL. The Phillies didn't look like they wanted it, man. They they looked like they were doing everything they could to kind of throw it away um and get to the off season. But then they get in and it's magical, dude. Those get the The Padres Phillies NLCS series was so fun to watch. That was the series that I was watching the most of. Um, And I'm glad the Phillies came out of it. I'm a, I'm a Bryce Harper guy, man. I don't know. I just love the dude and I hope he gets a ring. I don't know.
1: I thought it was eternally funny that the nationals won the year after he left. I thought that (laughs) that was the best thing that ever happened but I've kind of cooled on the guy. He's not been in Philly now. It's whatever. So yeah, he can win a ring. Why not?
0: Yeah. And obviously, I mean, I, th- I think even though there's only five players remaining from the team that got busted for cheating on the Astros, it's still the Astros. And I know you scoffed at my tweet after the Yankees eliminated the Guardians where I said I was rooting for the Astros like that. The Yankees, th- th- that was the only team I was going to root for. Like, the Yankees, uh, how do I want to wear this? If the Astros played anybody else, I was gonna be rooting for the other team. Um so yeah, I don't wanna see the Astros win a ring. Um give me Bryce Harper, give me um the Kyle Schwarber, give me um why is his uh Castellanos? Uh, yeah, deep you fly
1: know. out the left.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just need a disaster
1: to happen, like all the time during the World Series, and you know he'll be hitting bombs.
0: You know, I I saw a couple tweets about this. Uh, how awesome must it be right now to be a Philadelphia sports fan? Your I'm... NFL team looks like one of the best teams in the league. Your your baseball team is going to the World Series. Like, must be nice, man.
1: And all they have to do is sacrifice the Joel Embiid MVP and Seventy Sixers chances <laughs> at anything to do it.
0: The Seventy Sixers died, so the Phillies <laughs> and Eagles could fly. Um, the Seventy Sixers will be fine, I'm sure. Actually, who knows? James Harden's on that team; anything could happen. I mean, he's he's. It's not his fault. He's hooping right now.
1: He put What's up, fault is it? I it's Joel watched, Embiid's fault. He's is barely, it. Is he playing terrible? He's not playing well, man. He only put bro. Our starting, the Pacers starting center is Jalen Smith. Yeah. Jet, that should be food for Joel Embiid. <laughs> Joel Embiid should be putting up like 30 points, 15 rebounds, like four assists against those numbers.
0: I'm looking People, at his uh his stats right now. I'm trying to find his 2022 stats through three games. Like I know it's. I know it's a very small sample size. No, it's through four games. They won last night, didn't they? Yeah. Right. That's right. They, they beat the Pacers. Uh, Every loss is a win, baby. Every loss is a win. <laughs> I mean, according to basketballreference.com, Joel Embiid is averaging 27 points a game and 11.5 rebounds this season. He
1: is averaging 10 rebounds, according to ESPN. Uh, let me see if I can, let me go to the box score and pull up his stats on the season. Yeah. 26.8 points, 11.3 rebounds and 3.3
0: assists. But how many of that was, I'm assuming he had a get back game last night against the Pacers.
1: He had about, he had about his average 26 points. Okay. Five rebounds, but only, like that five rebounds.
0: Yeah, like, why is Tobias accepted.
1: Harris have eight rebounds? James Harden has nine rebounds. So I guess they just are playing a style where maybe that's what's throwing me off. But still, 26 points. I, I mean, he led the team. No, he didn't. Sorry. James Harden had 29. See, James Harden had 29, 11, and 9.
0: How do you lose? Like, I again. They, they won. I I know. But I mean, like, they came out to an 0-3 star. They lost to the Jazz, I think. Did they lose to the Jazz? No, they lost to the Spurs.
1: That was the bad team they lost to. Spurs. But that's um, what I'm saying. Like, okay, you had... Okay, so Embiid had 40 points in that game. So, how does... How do you put up 40 against Jacob Pirtle, but only 26 <laughs> against Jalen Smith? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I'm looking at his stats now for for the games this season. Um, I guess the Sixers just aren't playing defense. That's That's... Well, I, you're you have James Harden on your team, so like I mean that's that's gotta sort of be expected. Um, I think that they'll still be fine. However, like this is sort of a little concerning. I mean, they lost to Boston and Milwaukee, that I can understand, but losing to the Spurs, not a great look. Not a great look. And then I, you know, I even you know what I took in I took the Pacers last night with the spread plus twelve. Yeah, shame on me, I guess, but. I thought for sure that um, the Sixers were going to continue to struggle, and the Pacers. Listen, your Pacers, man, kind of, kind of surprising.
1: This is a perfect scenario for the Pacers. I hope the season goes exactly like this. Tyrese and Ben Mathurin, who is himothy? He <laughs> is that guy. I hope they average fifty points, fifteen rebounds, fifteen assists as a pair and we just win, like, 15 games the whole year. That's the perfect scenario. It looks like we're trying, but we tank.
0: I mean, okay, how do you say your rookie's name again? Ben Mathurin? Yeah. He's kind of balling out. Oh, yeah, he's hooping. He was the eighth overall pick? He was, I believe, the...
1: Yeah, I believe that's right. Let me look at this.
0: But yes, if I'm not mistaken. When you and I did our draft preview and an older episode, I asked you who you wanted for the Patriots take taking the first round that you've you said him and you got yeah. it, and it's working out. So six far. pick six pick six pick. Yeah, dude. Famously, he's the rookie who I believe it was draft night or maybe it was the days after the draft. He did an interview where he said that LeBron James is going to have to prove to him that he is a better basketball player than him because he doesn't believe that anybody is better than himself, which is legendary. I mean, that's right up. I mean, that's uh, frame that and put it in a museum somewhere. That's a, That should go in the Basketball Hall of Fame. There should be a separate wing of the Basketball Hall of Fame for all-time quotes, and that should be in there.
1: It definitely was. Um, and yeah, he said, uh, yeah, shit. James is going to have to show me he's better than me. So when do the Pacers and Lakers play
0: (laughs) crazy? I love it though. I, I, I love that stuff. Um, and he's backing it up, dude. I'm trying to find his, uh, again,
1: it play November, November 28th in LA. Do they? November 28th, 10.30 at night in L.A., and then February 2nd uh, in Indiana.
0: Dang, he's averaging a little over 22 points a game. He's shooting 48.5% field goal percentage with a 43% three-point percentage. That's that's pretty good. And, yes, I mean...
1: And you know what would make this team even better? Victor Wimba. Victor Wembanyama. That would
0: make the Pacers pretty, pretty. The insane. Gods. bring him
1: in, bring in Godzilla.
0: Um, let's give some Western Conference Finals predictions and Eastern Conference Finals predictions. Where do you want to start?
1: Let's start in the West. Um, I mean, not the obvious front runner, the Utah Jazz. I mean, just three and zero out the gate. <laughs> Uh, Colin Sexton Proving why he's a winner
0: <laughs> Colin Sexton is not He's playing like nine minutes a game It is Listen, do not disrespect Laurie Markkinen like that Homie Bro. is almost averaging 30 points a game he put,
1: Who did he He put it on somebody's head uh, Gobert Gobert But then Gobert came down And did get his back He did, so. he did but you know what? That's like you know, Kyrie put Brandon Knight on skates. People forget that Brandon Knight came down and did put Kyrie on skates the next play. But nobody remembers that.
0: Nobody it's remembers true. that. So, it's very true. I mean, um, we'll
1: rem- I'll remember Ja getting uh, Ben Simmons to foul <laughs> foul out on him. That was amazing. A couple nights ago, that was a ama- <laughs> Chef's
0: kiss. <guess. they,
1: laughs> Chef's kiss. Petty. <laughs> Chef's kiss.
0: Petty. I, the Nets are somehow worse defensively so far through four games than they were last year and they added Ben Simmons.
1: With yeah, the Pacers play the Nets in Brooklyn on a Saturday and Monday, back like not obviously not back to back, but Saturday in Brooklyn, rest, Monday in Brooklyn at the end of the month. This Saturday and Monday. That's hammer hard. the over in the first game. Yeah. Well, yeah. the problem is the Pacers are traveling so they're on a road game now where so they just they were in philly monday last night when this episode drops i'll just say the dates they're in washington wednesday the 26th they're in or or they're in chicago wednesday the 26th they're in washington friday the 28th then it's a back-to-back where they travel to brooklyn on the 29th then they get a rest day and then they're stay in brooklyn for halloween monday night
0: so back to back games in Brooklyn with a day off in between. Yeah. Um, interesting. I the schedule's funk like it's weird like that sometimes, but
1: But well, this year especially the because they when they did the last round of negotiating, they tra- they basically made it so that there's less back to back actual back to back games. Yeah. You know? Um So, but yeah, that it's that's a weird schedule Kirk. but I'll tell you what, hammer the over in that Monday night game.
0: I I I'm on board with you there. Um, I would hammer it Saturday, but with the back to
1: back, I don't know. I mean, it's early in the season, so you, there's not going to be as much wear and tear as like a back to back in like March, especially in March when you already know you're not making the playoffs, so you don't give a crap anymore. Right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah. It's also weird because we literally opened the season with the wizards and now we're going to play them less than nine days later.
0: I would love to kind of be a fly on the wall when they're creating the schedule. I wonder, like, does a computer create it?
1: I would I mean, assume. There are people who, who are there who make it. Are there? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I'd I'd like to talk to one of them. I got some questions.
1: Damn, we play the Nets again in November, too. So we have three games against the Nets in our first 20 games. That's weird.
0: All right. Focus up, Chuck. You're not really taking the Jazz in your Western Conference Finals, are you?
1: No, I'm not. Um, My Western Conference Finals this year, I'm going to go... Mavericks
0: and the Warriors. I thought about that. Thought about the exact matchup. I had it down to three teams. It was the Warriors, Mavericks, and the Pelicans.
1: Mavs I'm and going, Pelicans are playing right now.
0: I'm going Pelicans and Warriors.
1: Oh whoo, whoo. Pelicans I, are nice. They're whooping the Mavs right now in the first quarter.
0: They're they're really nice. They're young. They're exciting. They they play hard. Um, CJ McCollum is also himothy. Um, Definitely. I just I I buy into that system. I think they got the depth. They play defense. Um, I think they're the perfect team. To I be kind of like what we saw last year. They can give some teams who might be more talented some trouble, and I think that can help them get to. Um, the finals. Obviously, we don't know about C or anything like that. Just you know, with it being a weekend of the season, that's why I like to come out of the West. Now let's move over to the East. I have a funny feeling this is gonna be a little less exciting. Who you got? I've got Bucks versus Boston. It is so hard for me to <laughs> to not agree with that. And for the sake of doing something else. Uh, Man, is the East like not great? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't want to say Sixers, I don't want to say Heat, I really don't want to say Nets. All right, I'm going to say something crazy. Are you ready? Sure. Give me Bucks and Raptors.
1: Bucks and Raptors. Oh, <laughs> a big Van Van Vliet guy over there, eh?
0: Listen, the Raptors play tough. Scotty Barnes may also very well be himathy. He, uh, he's just Himothy he with a bum ankle right now. Um, I dude, I I mean, real, I would like to go Bucks and Celtics, but th- there's these teams that are probably like in that lower tier, like in the East, like the Sixers and the Nets. I'd put the Raptors and the Cavs in there. Like, I just haven't seen enough out of them. I I don't think the Bulls are going to be there. I I think the Bulls, the Bulls might be bad. Bulls might be bad. The Nets might be bad. The Sixers might be bad. The Heat might be bad.
1: Yeah, like there's a world where a lot of these teams, top teams in the East are bad. There's not a world where Boston's bad and there's not a world where the Bucks are bad.
0: I know, I know.
1: Especially, they're playing right now without Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles is going to come in there and just be like, hey, you need some threes? I could be one of these rotation three guys.
0: I forgot they got Joe Ingles, bro.
1: They're going to have Chris Middleton and Joe Ingles strapping people up on the outside while Giannis
0: just stands there in the perimeter. Okay, so teams that have gotten off to a hot start that I'm not buying right now, at least in the East, I think both the Hornets and the Wizards are cheeks
1: I uh, i will say the hornets i mean i've heard it said before on other podcasts but uh, uh half their team's in jail so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yikes uh, um, yeah yikes um the wizards the wizards are weird man i mean they could they're one of those teams in the east that if one of these other teams in the top like, are bad or end up dropping down. The Wizards could be a team that takes advantage of that, but they're still the Wizards. Like, they're going to be that. Like, their best case scenario to me is the seven seed. That's their best case
0: scenario. Like, 44 and 40 and the seven yeah. seed. I guess it just comes down to I can't trust the 76ers. I definitely cannot trust the Nets. I don't think I can trust the Bulls. I don't think I can trust the Hawks. I think the Cavs are pretty damn good, but for the sake of not, or for the sake of not being a homer, I'm not picking them. Um, and I, to me, the Raptors seem like the best bet out of all those teams I just listed.
1: I don't know. The Cavs are better than the the Raptors in my opinion, but
0: well, they should have beat him opening night, but they decided to assault Darius Garland and gouge his eye out. And now he's out for the foreseeable future, which is great. Um, OK, so you have Bucks Celtics. I have Bucks and Raptors. Oh, God, I hope I don't regret that. And then in the West, you have Mavs and Warriors and I have Warriors and Pelicans. Um, so that will be interesting. And if you're somebody listening right now who maybe didn't listen during our episodes that came out during last NBA season, we do regularly cover the NBA. Um, as we call it, the NBA is reality TV. We are a TV and movie podcast. So we will be talking about the NBA as the season goes on. Um, so expect us, I guess is what I'm trying to say. All right. Moving on to other TV. We, I don't even remember what the last episode of She-Hulk we talked about. I think it was like episode four. Um, I want to say it right. And then we kind of had just mentioned because there were such short episodes um, that we were just going to sort of cover it at the end. And now this is our chance. She-Hulk wrapped up two weeks ago now. Um, We've had two weeks to sort of digest it. Uh, Chuck, where are you? How are you feeling about this show?
1: It was pretty good. I think that's about where it is. It's, you know, it took a sitcom approach to the MCU. I think it mostly succeeded with that approach. It was, you know, a nice cozy little fun show to watch for nine weeks. Um, uh, I There are obviously people out there on the Internet who probably love it a lot more. There are people on the Internet who just hated it from the start, who the show parodied those people in a lot of episodes. Um, But, yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. I don't think it was super groundbreaking. I don't think it was necessarily trying to be, but I thought it was pretty good.
0: Let me let me frame your stance by asking this question. Which show did you enjoy more? Miss Marvel or She-Hulk? Probably She-Hulk. I think you and I are probably on the same exact boat. That's not a distant Miss Marvel by any no. means. I still enjoyed that show. Um, this show, I I want to call it the most unique show outside of WandaVision that we've seen so far on Disney plus. Um, you're right. It, it, it's very sitcom. They break the fourth wall. I mean, Jennifer Walters is talking into the camera in every single episode. Um, there is a certain subculture in society that this show picks on, and uh like like you said, parodies and I think that that is exactly why you're seeing maybe the like the viewer reviews maybe not be as high um because those are the exact same kind of people who would go to the internet to try and extract their revenge uh, on said show. So I enjoyed it. Um, we we kind of got a sort of a major character reveal in the finale. Um, Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh,
1: yeah. Hulk son.
0: Yeah, we got scar. scar, which I think we've talked about it on this podcast. Uh, there's rumors that maybe we're heading towards a World War Hulk I think style. they said it's in,
1: like, development or something like
0: that. I don't know if I saw that. I mean, it, they definitely could have announced it. Um, I, I did not see that. But I know it's rumored that we're maybe sort of going down that way. And them introducing Scar would certainly reinforce that idea. So, um, but no, I enjoyed the show. And I I, you know what? The one of the complaints that I saw after the finale really released was that the show at the end of the day didn't introduce a big bad antagonist and like I'm totally fine with that like for me and this is going to sound very cliche and maybe corny and cringy so bear with me here but like. I do feel like the antagonist of the show were like the day-to-day struggles that she kind of had to endure being a woman, you know, in the workforce and becoming the superhero and, and like all the shit that she had to deal with um, that we've never really had to see before because the majority of the superheroes that we go that in depth with are men in the MCU. So, like, I kind of took it as that and I I, I enjoyed that part of it. So, um Ten out of ten, would recommend. If you haven't watched She-Hulk, I'd watch it. Um, you're definitely going to have to watch it, I would imagine, because there's a lot of main players that are in the show. I mean, spoiler alert: Hulk's in it, Abomination's in it, uh, Wong's in it, um, and then obviously we just mentioned we do get introduced to Hulk's son in the finale, Scar. Do we? Ha- I do you think Scar was all CGI? Like that didn't look like an actor to me, you know?
1: yeah if it was it was just like a placeholder act, you know what i mean yeah, yeah
0: i yeah i think that's probably what it is because we're I mean, we've got to be years away from that project, whether that's a series or a movie that's got to be four years out by now,
1: yeah, probably i mean, we know what the movie lineup is, basically through phase six right or through, through phase five through twenty four or this or is it through twenty five well they they push back a couple movies now, so it's through like twenty-five, I think, or twenty-six.
0: I'm looking it up right now.
1: But I don't think they announced the Disney Plus show schedule. So in theory, we could be like three or two or three years away from like World War Hawks mini-series, you know?
0: Dude, okay, yeah. So we know what's coming through twenty five. Now, granted, they don't release everything. Or, you know, like, there's still some things that I'm sure are going to come in between. But the main movies, which we would assume World War Hulk would be a main movie if it was a movie, you feel like that there's no way that can come out in twenty five because you have Avengers Kang Dynasty and then Avengers Secret Wars, both in twenty
1: five.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be thirty one years old watching those two movies. I don't like thinking about that.
1: Well, at least you won't be thirty (laughs) six. You're not Thanos. (laughs)
0: I that video that LeBron reacting to it on the red carpet of spaceship. Yeah. Uh, it's just I mean lives red free in my head. I love that video. Um okay. Before we move off topic here of Marvel, I, I do wanna ask you two things. Uh did you one, there was major news today about DC. Did you see that?
1: um about Henry Cavill coming back? No. Oh, what what was the other mate?
0: They named James Gunn um the lead film person for DC.
1: Oh, like the czar of DC
0: basically. Yeah, there, him Kevin and Peter uh, him and Peter Safran, they're the new co-CEOs the DC uh DCEU, I guess DC Studios. Gotcha. Um and then the other thing going back to Marvel here, did you see who they got who's going to be playing thunderbolt ross now that that actor sadly passed yes
1: harrison ford that was announced a while ago right
0: it was last week yeah but we it was in between we didn't record so yeah um that's exciting i mean that's kind of like
1: is harrison ford gonna just like die on a movie set is he like he's like tom brady he's just gonna play until he's just like physically collapses on his field of play
0: he might did you hear what he said indiana
1: jones 5 like bro (laughs) i'm not going to see that i'm not going to see your 80 or 70 year old ass trying to bullwhip things like get out
0: of here did you see what he said though when they played the trailer at the comic con a few weeks ago Know what he's saying and his typical like grumpy harrison ford voice i'm not going to do an impression because i'm shit at impressions he's like this is the last time i am like doing this for you guys he was like not enthusiastic about <laughs> it at all which i mean he comes off as a dude who like literally just wants who seems like he just wants to be left alone and retire already um
1: and yet he keeps taking roles yeah he's just trying to build up he must be just trying to build up his retirement fund He's he I think he spent a lot of money when he was like in the 80s and 90s. And he's like, yikes, I, uh, oh. have blown as much as I did. I need to uh start <laughs> thinking about
0: 401ks, Roth IRA. <laughs> Just kidding. I, 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 yeah, I mean, who knows? Because he doesn't come across as somebody who remotely enjoys his job. But here he is seemingly taking any script that gets handed to him. So, um. But hey, he's Thunderbolt Ross uh, again. You know, will he be Red Hulk? That's the question.
1: I, I mean, stop.
0: Stop. They could do it. It's CGI. They could do it. Like
1: don't he wouldn't have don't put funny. don't put Harrison in mocap. <laughs> don't put Harrison. Don't we don't need that? We've already got Michael Douglas, who doesn't know what the hell is going on in the
0: MCU yeah. at any moment. That's that's very true. Holy shit! Did you see that trailer? I did. Uh, very hyped. Yeah. Um,
1: um
0: that's March, right? M- uh, February, February twenty third. That's our next movie after Black Panther, right? Like theatrical release. movie yep. We we've, we've got a four
1: a three month hiatus, right? November, December, January, February. So yeah, about well, oh, well, four
0: months from now, but three months from when Black Panther comes out. Right. That's here. To, well, we're
1: end. like. Two weeks from Black Panther at this point.
0: I got my tickets. I'm 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 literally trying not to think about Black Panther because I'm so excited for that movie. Um, and I'm tr- really trying to, like, avoid like the TV spots. But they're really uh they're really like hard to avoid at this point because they play them like I, I just saw one. I have the. Well, they're playing a lot in NBA games, so see, I, I had the Pelicans
1: and Babs game <laughs> up on my other monitor. They did just played it. Did you see the pass Luca did where he falls yes. down? Oh my. Yes. God,
0: I just saw that from Rob. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. I love Luca, man. Hemophy. Um, <laughs> Certified. There... We need to keep. We you know what we should do. We should keep a running list of hemophys throughout the NBA season. And every time one of us feels that one... another name should be added, we have to present it to the other. <laughs> I think we should do that, and we had like state a case. Next, ep- we're coming up on a couple of dry episodes here now that these three shows wrapped up. We're gonna get our list of him with these down. Yes, I-, I say we each come to the table with fifteen, and then we'll make a fifteen from each of our own fifteen, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I like that idea. Okay, um, all right. We talk about She-Hulk, uh, Andor. These last two episodes of Andor, dude, were hype, especially episode six right episode six i think is what it was
1: the rob that's six is the, the one heist. with the robbery yeah the, the
0: heist, heist one. um Oof, holy- this is shit <laughs> oh my god this show is so fucking good i can't believe it i listen there's i hate to i hate to compare everything to marvel but marvel for the last 20 years almost now has well 15 years has been the gold standard of entertainment in terms of like a movie universe right or a content universe i'll say star wars has all the pieces in my opinion to do what marvel has been doing but they just don't seem to have their shit together the way marvel has now shows like the mandalorian gave me hope like season one and season two of of mando were fantastic um in terms of live action shows, I know we haven't had a lot, but this is the only time where I felt that same magic that Mando had was is with Andor and episode six of whatever it was the, the heist episode had all of it, dude. It had the visuals. It had uh, it had the dialogue. It had it, it the action. It had it all. And I was literally on the edge of my seat. Like, I don't think I blinked for the entire like 45 minutes, or whatever it was. It was fantastic
1: so good so good it was like you're just oh the perfect tension building the perfect like how's this gonna go wrong and then watching it go wrong and oh my god and like you knew i was like damn when every one of those rebels died when almost every one of them died i was just like are you kidding me
0: yeah oh my god you know, an, a, another thing about this show, and I I, I don't want to come off as, you know, um, beating a dead horse here, but because we already know the fate of Cassie and Andor, I was nervous about this show because that's so hard to do. Like when yeah. the audience knows, like what happens, like when you're doing a prequel with a character, right? Like, how do you how do you ins, instill tension and suspense it, but they they've done it and it's been a masterclass and I'll tell you what I believe we um we lose him in episode 7 but the actor who played uh scheme the same one from the bear
1: yeah he's um, episode 6 he dies at the end of the heist episode
0: okay it was at the end of the heist episode i couldn't remember if it was that one or the or, or episode 7 um he 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 crushed his role man he he plays that like skeptical confrontational bully kind of character he almost plays the same exact person that he played in the bear in in uh in in andor um and it was great uh i loved every time he was on the screen because you just you didn't know what was going to happen um and the show is doing a pretty good job, I think, of really not giving too much away. Like at the end of every episode, like there's still a whole lot about the show that we don't quite know. And we really only have like five episodes left, I think.
1: Yeah, we have five episodes left. And by the way, shout out to uh, this last episode was also just like, just oh, my God, so yeah. good. Shout out to I need to look up her name now the actress who plays his like adopted mom aunt petunia from very oh,
0: Shaw, B- dude oh. dude
1: that scene in this last episode i was like oh my god you got me so good
0: dude she every time she's on the screen i'm like oh here we go my heart's about to my heart's about to shatter and it 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 it, it works so freaking well and that might actually probably be my favorite I don't, I don't know about favorite one of my favorite dynamics in the show is like him and his adoptive mom slash rescue or whatever you want to call her guardian um, and how like we, we saw it in the last episode she wants to stay because that's her home and she feels some type of way and she wants to be there to defend it
1: and you know and, it's not going to end well and you ex- just ex- know exactly,
0: <laughs> dude and I, again like this th- there's sort of this like this like Shakespearean tragedy feel to the whole thing. Maybe because we do know the fate of Cassian Andor, and it's like, holy shit, this is what this guy went through before Rogue One. Like, my god, is this dude ever gonna catch a break? Um, these last two episodes have been spectacular. I absolutely cannot wait. This episode is going to drop. This this podcast will drop the day that Episode Eight comes out um which will be tomorrow wednesday um and I, I i absolutely cannot wait i'm like waking up an hour earlier than i normally do to watch it before work because i i'm that hooked on it
1: yeah man this is so much better than i thought it was gonna be so much better than it almost had any right to be yeah and it's so good i i just wish i hope the numbers are proving that like do we need a season two or that we need more of this because this is the type of show that like
0: i wish was blowing up i hope it is but i you know i it's tough because when it debuted you had she-hulk not that she-hulk really dominated like twitter or anything like that but like you also had house of the dragon going on house of the dragon dominated the social medias man um so now that those two things are sort of over i'm hoping this comes forward a little bit like I, I sort of judge and maybe this is not a correct way for me to do this, but I sort of judge how a show is being perceived by how much I see it on social media. And I look at an app like TikTok, which, by the way, we're back on TikTok. We have we have been posting on TikTok in the last week or so. I have more to share on that. Um, But I look at an app like TikTok and now keep in mind, TikTok does tailor your for you page based on your likes. But I have seen minimal and or from I've, I've seen it like pop up every now and then, but it's mainly house of the dragon. So who knows? Maybe that's just because what I like, um, and it's it tailoring it towards me, but, uh, I, I do. I'm on the same boat with you. I hope that this show kind of reaches a more broader audience. Cause this is a type of show that even people who aren't star Wars fans would, would be able to enjoy because it, it's, it, you know, there's no lightsabers. You know, y- y- there's none of that. It's not your typical, it's not your typical Star Wars project. Yeah. So, um, I'm really excited for tomorrow. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think. Yeah, we have five episodes left. It'll take us through. It'll take us about until up until Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. And then I think we're also getting another Star Wars show tomorrow, Tales of the Jedi.
1: Yeah. That's like the anthology. And one of them is apparently a Count Dooku origin episode or something.
0: Going to need to watch that. So I think that drops tomorrow as well. So maybe we'll talk about that coming up. And then just to kind of piggyback off what you said, I, you know, depending on how much stock you put into IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes rankings um, and or sitting at an 8.1 on IMDb. Now that's pretty high for IMDb. Like there's not many projects that are really in that 8.5 or or even like a 9.0 region um, and all sitting at a 95% on Rot Tomatoes. Um, so if you're somebody who isn't watching Andor, or maybe only watched a few episodes and jumped off, or if you're looking for a reason to pick it up, this is your sign. Go in there, give it a watch. It is amazing.
1: Yep. It's, I don't I just don't know what to tell you other than <laughs> Uh, um. Yeah, it's it the show is like that.
0: <laughs> it is. It, the, listen, we might have to put Andor on our list of mythies. Yes, we <laughs> might have. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, moving on to uh the show that uh really has dominated Twitter and the socials over it's it's 10 week rain, no pun intended. House of the Dragon wrapped up last Sunday, a couple nights ago. Um, We did not get a chance to talk about episode nine, but I think that's okay because episode nine and ten are sort of like part one and part two of the same kind of thing. Yeah. So let's just kind of give a brief rundown of episode nine. I'm not going to go into like the detail that we normally go into only because we had so much to talk about today and also like. I don't know if there's really that much to cover with these two episodes because they take place. I think literally in like maybe a span of 48 hours from each other, but episode nine picks off hours after episode eight ends. Like you get to feel, I believe it's maybe like early that next morning or even maybe middle of the night. Still,
1: I think episode nine is like two or three days basically because like, it's the morning of when they find out or, you know what I mean? Early, like he dies at like, midnight and I guess find him at like 6 a.m. You know what I mean? Kind of situation.
0: Yeah. So it's like six hours after the end of episode eight is where we pick up with episode nine. And right. uh, as we know from the end of episode eight, King Viserys is dead. And episode nine is, it's just, it's just the greens. It's just team green. We get no Rhaenyra, no Damon, none of that. Um, But it's basically the first 18 16 18 or so hours after the news breaks and 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 how they truly go and uh i don't want to say betray rhaenyra because Allison believes she's doing the right thing however we find out during a small council meeting that the small council has had been trying been planning to install Aegon all along without telling Allison, so whether or not viserys said what he said to Allison this was still going to happen which is kind of interesting because I don't know. I guess I don't know how I feel about that because at the end of episode eight, you get this explanation as to, oh, this is how this happens. This is where the confusion comes from. Allison's just, she thinks she's doing the right thing. And then you do learn that, well, Otto was going to do what he was going to do anyway, that son of a bitch Lannister was going to do it and, 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 and whatnot. So um, long story short, you know, once the word gets run that the king's dead, now they're trying to find Aegon because now they got to crown Aegon. Aegon's off like in the streets of King's Landing, uh, participating in children fights, like yeah, betting, I'm assuming, t- tossing some coins and some in some children fights and whoring his way and drinking his way through the streets of King's Landing. Um, there is a race to catch him. Otto sends sir Arik and sir eric to go after him and allicent um basically seduces sir Kristen and is like yo if you love me if for everything i am to you as your queen you will go find my son and he's like yes i will go do that and he takes along um aegon no Aemond. aemond takes along aemond uh to go find him and so it's Sir Arik, Sir Eric versus Sir Kristen and Aemond. Um, And the premise of why there's two different groups going after him is because Otto wants to get to Aegon first to be like, yo, you got to take care of your stepsis over in Dragonstone. We need to take care of her. And Allison doesn't want to kill Rhaenyra because they seem to have just rekindled their friendship the night prior. Yep. Um, so that's why there is that power struggle, but alas, Allison does get him first. Um, Amon is able to get to Aegon, and while we learn, and I don't know if this was breaking news, to anybody, but, um, we finally get the confirmation that Amon's maybe a little bit salty that everybody's turning to Aegon for this because he feels that he'd be the better king and who knows he, he might, he might be, he definitely seems to care more about it, um, but. But also, he's scary as fuck with that eye patch. So, like, I don't know. I, in spoiler alert, something big happens in episode <laughs> 10. I don't know if he'd be a great king or not. So, <laughs> um, but they do end up installing Aegon. Before they get to the crowning, though, Otto is basically tasked with gathering all the high lords that are still in King's Landing and basically forcing them to re up their fealty to Aegon. And a lot of these people had recently bent the knee to Rhaenyra and Otto's not really giving them a choice. He's like, yo, you ain't leaving this place. If you don't go ahead and do this. And um, we do see, I don't know his name. One of the higher Lords that we've seen in a couple of previous episodes pays the ultimate price for it. Um, he does end up getting hung because um, of
1: Mr. Mr. Footman himself. Larry oh, Strong.
0: Dude, that dude sucks. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: We yeah. Did, the foot know, scene was think. a little much for me. Like, yeah, I was, was like, so- listen guys, we, we get that this guy's a bad guy. I don't need to see the feet thing. I, mean, I don't
0: clearly, need to do this. Clearly his foot fetish is because he has a bum foot. I'm assuming that's where... I this mean,
1: there's from. a certain logic to it, right? I get it. I still think it's
0: a little much. I thought it was a little much in the moment. Makes makes me wonder if Otto had to show him some feet. You know, like, did Otto have to do the same thing? Like, I I don't know. I
1: think I think the same way Otto kind of... Let Allison do just be Allison towards the king, and you know what I mean. He was like, "Well, Allison's already kind of doing her thing for this guy, so I'll just reap the
0: benefits." Very, very weird. Um, my, my only two claims, two complaints about this episode were that, and I don't quite understand what's going on with this white worm. Number one, her accent, her accent has changed like three different times this season. Um, I don't understand what her ploy is or her storyline in this show.
1: My understanding is that like basically she's just gonna be Damon's like so spoiler alert, eventually the I mean not spoiler alert. I won't spoiler alert it. I'll I'll put it in a way that is very obvious. Um we'll get to episode ten, but obviously at some point the blacks are gonna try and take King's Landing. Yes. They need an inside person the white worm is that inside
0: person. Okay. So I think that's where my confusion comes from. Like, so she's still loyal to Damon. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I then I do know what's going to be happening here in season two, probably right off the bat then with her, but um, that, that, that clears it up. So uh, another point of uh, an, another storyline that happens here in episode nine is that actually uh, Princess Rhaenys is still on King's Landing and they basically have to hold her hostage. Um, in her room, um, and Allison goes to talk to her, and basically, like I mean, I guess as nicely as she can, she's like pleading with her to like take her side and and take up uh or uh, side with the greens, declare for the greens, um, and credit to Renée, she's like, nah, not doing it um you know, uh still all along during this entire time, we don't know the fate of her husband, Corliss, like he's still badly wounded, um however. Rhaenys is freed from her her room, her chamber, whatever you want to call it, by one of the Eric twins. Um, because the Eric twins, um, they basically get divorced.
1: The E, the E, the Eric, e. is the one on Team Black, I believe.
0: Okay, the, I wasn't going to bother looking that up, but I, I think you are right. Um, so now we have two brothers on opposite that were in the Kingsguard on opposite sides of the struggle, um, mountain and the hound, anyone, I mean, we've seen how this goes. We're definitely getting the Eric bowl at some point, And I can't wait. Um, he does get Renice out of there though. Uh, Renice, uh, goes and gets her dragon and proceeds to, uh, interrupt the crowning ceremony, um, and sends her dragon up through the floor, killing what I can only presume are hundreds of people. um, And instead of ending it all and setting fire to basically all of the greens, um, she decides not to, just kind of threatens them, dragon roars a little bit, um, and then she just kind of flies away. I know a lot of people were kind of like, whoa, what the hell is that all about? Because as far as I know, that part was not in the book. That was like fabricated, not fabricated, but that was for the show. Um, And they kind of had to justify why she did that And she didn't kill them all Which they promptly answer As we move over into episode 10 Now episode 10 Is just like episode 9 Except it's from the perspective Of the blacks
1: Well well, one thing And if you watch at the end of the episodes On, on HBO Max They have a thing where the showrunners Will do like little You know what I mean Segments and talk about the thing And the showrunner basically says like and which I thought was semi-justified, was that basically the whole episode, Renice has these interactions with Allison where she gave, basically gains respect for her as a mother, as an, as a person. So that's kind of justifying why she doesn't kill her immediately, which I think makes sense. I still think you could have had her bust up through or at least escape and not just have her indirectly let the war happen
0: yeah
1: (laughs) give her the sign of respect at the end i think there's a way to do that so i didn't particularly like that i don't mind the choice necessarily i just think there's there was a better way to you know what i mean like she could have dramatically exit you know still come up through or you know made some grand exit like crash through the wall or something and like not just like stared lit.
0: down <laughs> at Allison and had that dramatic. But I didn't think that stare down was necessary. Yes, like
1: that's I, I that's I don't think the stare down was necessary either. Like the dramatic escape. Like imagine if like because that door is so narrow. Imagine if you just see, see like you just hear it and there's so much commotion outside and like yeah. people start running and you're they're like what's going on and like they yeah. escape and then they go to see a tunnel and they see Rainey's like busting through the street or something or you know what i mean busting through the wall then it's like the same thing and then she like kind of looks back and her and Alison have this like look and then she flies off it's like okay that you just accomplished the same thing without making renice look dumb
0: my, my only thing is i the only thing i can think about or that i can think of that would maybe justify including this scene because again this scene must have been expensive because you're on you have a close-up of this dragon like this dragon is on the screen um, it seemed like they kind of wanted to give Renise her badass moment, yeah, but like uh, she's kind of been the side character for most of the season. um, we really don't know a whole lot about her. We haven't seen her in any sort of like armor like what she was wearing, we really haven't seen her dragon, so I guess maybe this is a, an in introduction to i you know. It, I, I don't want to call her, like, Battle niece, but this other side to her that we haven't seen yet. Um, so that could be the only thing I can think of.
1: Again, though, I still think you could do that without having the stare down. Like, you could yeah. have that... Es- like, instead of her escape... First off, also, how, the, how much fucking stone did the dragon have to crawl through? Like, what is this, Dig Dug? Like, you know what I mean? What's going on here? Because I okay. get the... <laughs> And I accept that dragons are powerful. Like, if you were just like, okay, it can bust through stone. Like, I I accept that. But, like, that dragon pit's pretty far underground. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how? What are we (laughs) talking? Well, so (laughs) the logistics of it, of how far it had to go, I don't know. It just feels a little weird. But that being said,
0: you know. Here's my question to you. I see, I was under the impression that that dragon pit is was just below that floor and if i'm not mistaken her going through that floor that building where that building stands is where the dragon pit scene at the end of season 7 of game of thrones takes place
1: uh yeah the one with um where they present the the yes. dead yeah to Cersei yes
0: as you can see if you were to go back in that scene you can sort of see the structure of the walls kind of that are still standing so that was what i took from it um but yeah you're right there was probably a way they could have done that i i wasn't going to complain too much about it but i did see that that was maybe one of the bigger complaints that some people had from um from episode 9 and i think also at the end of the episode they miguel sapochnik did mention that because that was the penultimate episode, they felt like they had to do something. like have some sort of shock and awe moment. And I guess that is what they came up with. So whatever, I digress. Um, it still was a, a, a solid episode. Um, episode 10 is exactly what episode 9 was, but just from the Blacks' perspective. Um, it's the news getting back to Rhaenyra, um and her team that they have... Uh, uh, crowned Aegon as king they've gone back on uh what they said they were going to do there's skepticism among uh her and Damon that Viserys died of you know of his illness and he wasn't murdered I saw this really funny tweet it was actually one of the things that I included in and in, in, in one of our TikToks but it was like it was this tweet and it was like viserys uh being on his deathbed for nearly 20 years missing an eye missing an arm face falling apart and then david says my brother was murdered like <laughs> no no dude like your homie homie had to go um, y'all
1: knew this episode 8 Let's, yeah 48 <laughs> hours ago you went there being like this is probably our last visit with the
0: guy exactly like well, how did you leave that dinner be like oh he's got some time left Oh yeah, he'll be here when we come back Like, oh, No, absolutely not So um, The thing with episode Better 10 Better buy that senior ticket for Disneyland next year whoo. Could you imagine that discount? Um, the thing about episode 10 um, That I thought Paralleled really well with episode 9 Was in episode 9 We started to see a division Amongst Team Green Between Allison and her dad those two are clearly not on the same page. We see that right off the bat with Rhaenyra and Daemon. Um, Rhaenyra's like, again, Rhaenyra is, at this point, she's not, you know, she's, she considers herself queen. The people that she's with at Dragonstone, they end up crowning her queen in this episode. Um, she She does not want to set fire to the realm, essentially. Is she believes it's her job to unite the realm still, everything that Viserys told her. Um, Damon flat out just wants war. And there's even this piece of dialogue that I really appreciate in episode 10 where she straight up asks Damon, If you could win back the Iron Throne without killing Otto, would you? And he doesn't answer it because of course he wouldn't. He hates Otto. Um, Damon's way is you know, through battle, through blood, like killing people. Um, this is also the scene where I think all those, those, uh, those Damon Targaryen, uh, simps really, really struggled because he, uh, he does choke out his wife. Uh, yep. not, not, not a great look for our Damon Targaryen lovers. Um, but he is the rogue prince and, There were some people saying that HBO was assassinating his character by doing this, and I didn't think so whatsoever. I'm like, this seems pretty on par. He murdered his other wife. People forget that. So people forget. (laughs) People forget, but we don't. Um, One thing we should mention too is that uh, you know, upon Rhaenyra learning that Aegon's been crowned king, that her dad's dead, she is she does go into labor. Prematurely, and the baby is stillborn. So, what is that? The third or fourth traumatic birthing scene in one goddamn season of television?
1: Uh, her? Well, well that's only the second b- traumatic birthing scene. It, no, the there's, other t- there's been four. Well, there's the one where her mom dies. Yeah. Oh, the one where Damon's wife dies. Yeah third so it is the third
0: there's so many that we forgot about one
1: (laughs) it's third and then the the other one wasn't a traumatic birthing scene it was just the birthing scene happened and then the trauma was having to show it to allison
0: yeah i so i guess and i i don't really mean to poke fun at that because what what I, i believe what i heard on another podcast that covers house of the dragon on a much greater scale than we do um they had mentioned that this was Mikhail Sapochnik's idea to include, um, or have this theme of like the struggles of labor that women had to go through. You know, I, I, I know this is a fictional television show, but these struggles were real back before modern medicine. So he made it a point to tell this story. And I'm curious, I, I, the curiosity in me wants to know why like, did, did he have an experience like like I, I, I'd be curious to know because god damn, it's almost every other episode. <laughs> yeah. Whew. but we got through it. Um, but unfortunately, yes, her her baby does not make it. So, um, you know, she just learned that her dad died. Then she learned that, you know, her baby didn't make it. And now basically um, they are now. Trying to figure out what to do Next and uh, the plans That they end up coming up with are um, They Basically need to send ravens To other houses That have already sworn to Or that have already been sworn to her Houses like baratheons and the Starks um,
1: They they basically there's three major Households that they That I th- that they are That are open basically Because I guess so. The reach where the Tyrells are are going to go for the High Towers because the High Towers are in the reach. They're mm-hmm. the second most powerful family behind the Tyrells, you know. So they're pretty much probably going to de- declare for them. Um, and the West, the Lannisters, are also going to declare for the Greens. And- Dorne is probably just going to sit this one out. They, Dorn's they Sweden, man. They're they're just they're just Sweden. Dorne probably just doesn't care. They're just like y'all do what you do. We're cool down here. Y'all have fun. Um. So that leaves, um, House Baratheon, four, House Stark. So, but there's four kingdoms: Baratheon, Stark, and Arryn, which they're right. pretty they're pretty confident. Aaron, which is in the Vale, the Eerie, the Moondor, and all that, will be on their side. So they really need to secure Baratheon and Stark, and then they're going to have to fight for the Riverlands. Yeah. Tully's. That's where
0: the real battle is going to be. Um, So I believe it's Joceros comes up with the idea. He's like, hey, dragons are faster than ravens. Send Luke and I.
1: And they're more he, intimidating. He he's basically yeah. says, like, and they're more convincing.
0: Yeah. And we will go. And so Rhaenyra sends Luke to Storm's End to go talk to House Baratheon. Um, and then Jacerus to Winterfell to go talk with the Starks. And, um, uh, and the Eerie. And the Eerie, yes. And Aaron.
1: But she's, again, they're pretty confident Aaron's going to be theirs because some marriage they basically oh her mom Renice's
0: oh Llanera's yeah she's
1: mom was from the
0: vale yeah she's she's half Aaron, i think yeah um so i got really excited when she name dropped uh cregan stark who is like this around the same age as as, as she mentions as jessaris um not really a spoiler but he becomes a pretty major player here uh, pretty soon um, so I'm very excited to to even get a mention of him, um, and then she kind of has that talk with her sons before before they set off where it's like, listen, if you're going, you're going as a messenger, you're not going as a warrior, and uh, then she kind of pulls Luceris aside and was like, everything's going to go swimmingly at Storm's End, like, uh, Lord Brathian will welcome you and it'll all be great, and if you didn't know what was about to happen, that was your cue that this was not going to go well. And in if fact, that
1: wasn't your cue, when he shows up to this castle and the giant silhouette of Vagar
0: is in the lightning, that should have told fucking you. Fucking Godzilla <laughs> back there, dude. Like, Yeah, man. Okay, So let, let's get to it, because this this is this is the the climax of the season. This is the boiling point. This is what kicks it off. I feel like we've said that before, like when 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 Viserys died. This is what kicks it off. This is...
1: This is what this, puts Venom in their veins.
0: Yes. Um. Luke shows up again, like you mentioned. He sees Vagar's there. Don't know why Homie just didn't jump right back on his dragon and turn around. Because th- there's no way this was going to end well if he entered this castle. But then he enters the castle, and he sees... Lord Baratheon, I don't remember his first name. I think it's, like, or- Boros. Boros. Um, and then off to the side is Eyepatch Pirate fucking Eamon, um, who's already beat him there, obviously, because we saw Vhagar. Uh What we learn is that Eamon came with a promise of a marriage, um, and Luke comes empty-handed, essentially. That's how Boros sees it, at least. Boros Baratheon. And he turns him away, and he's like, "Tell your mother that uh, House Baratheon isn't some—I can't remember exactly what he said. Basically, that we can't be bought." Like,
1: well, he says, "Like we're not a dog to whip on your enemies yeah. whenever sick on your enemy." Or
0: I guess, I guess he can be bought because he just got bought with that goddamn marriage proposal. Um, what we also learn is that this loser Boris Baratheon can't read.
1: Well, he, can't, no.
0: he has the script. I took it as he couldn't read.
1: No, uh, I was reading up on his character to double check and refresh my memory. But no, he can read. He just hates. Oh, he, just
0: doesn't hates like he doesn't like oh, okay. talking. He
1: doesn't like talking in general. And he
0: hate So he just has his mace to read all his shit. What a loser, dude. Um, anywho, he he sends Luke away um, pretty aggressively, might I add. And then before Luke can get out the doors, Eamon says, uh, hold up, Lord Strong. Um, basically, kind of gives him an ultimatum. He's like, "Yo, you're either gonna cut out your eye for me so I can give it to a g- give it to my mother as a gift, or I'm gonna take it myself and probably kill you." Um, and then Luke obviously was like, "No, dude, I'm I'm not doing that." <laughs> like, what a wild thing to ask! And then Aiden charges at him, and then Boros Brathian stops it. He's like, "I will not have bloodshed under my roof." So in my head. I, 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 obviously you and I knew what was going to happen in my head. I'm like, dude, just, just fucking run, man. Just get on that goddamn little tiny miniature dragon of yours. and Get the hell out of there. He takes a sweet old time. He like tells his dragon, like a joke before he, it wasn't a joke, but he's like talking to his dragon before he gets on it. Then he gets on it and he's flying through the sky and he's trying to leave, but it's a goddamn thunderstorm. And we get that really, really cool shot. You're like beneath. I don't remember what his dragon's. Yeah. Araxes he's beneath you our view is beneath Araxes and you see the shadow of Vagar totally eclipse the body of Araxes it looked like a paper plane to a Boeing 747 dude like the, the size difference was insane um Aegon or Aemon on top of Vagar. They he basically is like taunting him. He's like getting real close, and he's laughing at him, and he's still yelling at him. He's like, "Give me your eye," um, and then we kind of learn a life lesson in the most brutal way possible: that these dragons, while you can ride them, you cannot one hundred percent control them because these dragons end up taking over. Um, Araxes. Sort of swoops down on Vagar and like puffs some fire at him, which really pisses off Vagar. And when this happens, you can hear Lucerus being like, Noah Raxes, serve me, serve me, which again, you know that this dragon is now going rogue. And then you immediately switch over to Aemon, who's also now saying the same thing. It's like, Vagar, listen to me, serve me, serve me. And then you get that shot of Araxes going up above the clouds, and all of a sudden it goes from this terrible-looking storm, almost in pitch black, to a sunny day. And you kind of get this illusion that maybe he got out of there. And then, out of goddamn nowhere, Vagar comes up from beneath with one chomp, cuts Araxes, you know, like three different pieces. I mean, poor one out for Luceris here. (laughs) Like, homie, like, I, I mean... Brutal way, brutal way to go. Um, One thing I did not know about this, Chuck, I I knew this happened. I did not know that it was an accident.
1: Well, that's the type of thing you're not going to get from a book that's written from the historical perspective because nobody was there.
0: I think it actually is in the book that it's an accident because it's documented. And this is kind of a minor spoiler for season two, but not really. Eamon. Gets teased as a it gets called a kinslayer mm. later on. So I think it is documented in the book. I just missed that part. Well
1: but he's gonna be the kinslayer whether it was an accident or on purpose.
0: Oh I guess you're right. I, I guess you're right. So <laughs> um so I, I guess we'll have to see if, if if there if I I'm reading the book, so I'll let you know here in maybe about a week or so like what what ends up happening. But um yeah you can see the look on Amon's face. He's like oh oh I fucked up <laughs> I mean, homie did not run a a month, a month, a month, a You a month. You done. You done no. I mean, the look on his face, he's just like, oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> and then the last scene of the season, it's in slow-mo. We're back at Dragonstone. Rhaenyra is at her round table with her high council. Damon appears to walk around the table take her hand, take her back towards the fire. We don't hear it, but you can assume he's giving her the news because when we get that dramatic turnaround of her staring into the camera, she's kind of got tears coming down her face. Um, very, very reminiscent of season eight Daenerys. Um, however, this had better pacing to it. This felt, this feels right. Um, yeah, it
1: feels slightly. By the way, did you see the videos on Twitter of Daenerys apparently? Here's a video where people are like, see the Drogon's flying and as he's burning people, Danny's saying no, Drogon, no. And I'm like, um, first off, I can't freaking hear it. And second off, do you think they're saying no, Drogon, no? Or do you think the people running are saying no, dragon, no? Yeah. Guys, if get get out of here.
0: That's not even up for debate. In the after the episodes, the showrunners talk about her turning and how that was all on purpose. So, like, I don't know why people are trying to defend her. Um, Bruh. listen, listen, this is this, this is bro, what I'm there gonna are,
1: There are people out there defending Russell Westbrook, okay? People will defend anything. Oh, I mean, Russell Westbrook won't defend people, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I, <laughs> He's not playing tonight, so maybe they, they're they playing the Nuggets, maybe they'll get a
0: win. Who knows? No, I, I mean, they the Nuggets, do, that's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> um. So season one of the House of the Dragon Um, Chuck I want to start with you Because you certainly came into this A little less invested You seem to have become a little bit more invested As the season goes on What did you think? A very good Opening season
1: I felt like Very strong I still think episode eight is the high point of the show. I don't think I was in love with nine and ten as much as maybe the internet was. Although I still think the internet's consensus would also say that eight is the best. Yeah. Which, um, so I, um, I guess I'm looking forward to season two. Um, I'm interested to see how they stretch out the next series of events, because the Dance of Dragons in the books only lasts for about a year, I think, or a year and a half or so. Like, it's not particularly long. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm interested to see. I think George R. R. Martin wants it to go four seasons. Yeah, that's what he said. So based on that, I'm interested in, and I'm interested to see where certain characters meet their ends, like how they dramatize and what you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So if I'm not mistaken, I, I think you're right. The, the Dance of Dragons, which is this Targaryen civil war, does not last for very long. And if they're doing four seasons of the show, that makes me think that they're going to go beyond that. And there is a story to tell beyond the dance of dragons. I'm actually trying to find the name of it. Uh, It's called the hour of the wolf is right after the dance of dragons, which I think this show might dip into that.
1: Well, I think that would
0: be like episode eight of season four. You think that's all that they could get out of the hour of the wolf?
1: I mean, maybe it's episode eight and episode nine. Maybe. And ten is like the aftermath. You know what I mean? Like, see, episode ten of this show would be like an hour and a half. You know what I mean? Right. Like, by season four, especially given how big the season one response was, assuming season two and three maintain that. Yeah. They they will definitely, like, expand episode lengths in episode in this fourth season, you know? And maybe even more episodes. Maybe it's... Maybe it's I'm doing episode eight in a ten episode season. Maybe it's episode ten in a
0: thirteen episode series. Maybe you know what I mean. Maybe I, I I guess the the good news to this is um it it appears I have I guess I really have nothing to go off of this from I I guess just basing off of the information we got earlier this week that they're gonna start filming or production for season two in the spring. It sounds like they are trying to align with the typical Game of Thrones seasons, which were usually debuting mid to late April, early May. So I think that we may only have a year and a half wait as opposed to a full two year wait. Um, I don't think that this shows season two will be debuting later than July of 24. Like, I would have a hard time imagining that. But who knows? HBO does what they want because they can. So. Um, I think I'm on the same exact boat as you. I obviously, I really liked this show. Um, I agree with you that episode eight was the best episode. I don't know how anybody could argue that. I, i episode eight. When I put it up against some of the best from all eight seasons of Game of Thrones, it's, it's right there for me. Um, I loved the characters. I am very much looking forward to having the same actors. For a whole season, and like maybe not doing as many time jumps. I hope that doesn't become a theme. I don't know how they can if this is only going to be a three or four season uh show. So I'm gonna be keeping an eye out to see who they cast as some of these main characters that are going to be coming into the fold, because I think that's very important. um And we should be getting that information here with oh, within the next six or so months. So that'll be exciting, and we'll obviously make sure to share as a as we as we get there, but other than that, anything else you'd like to say about any of the shows that we covered in this episode?
1: No, I just think uh, give them all a good good old college try. If you're if you haven't, I mean, I can't imagine you've been listening to this podcast and been like, I'm not watching any of these shows. But <laughs> I mean, that'd right. be quite a bold take, <laughs> bold right. way to go about it. But uh, yeah, um a lot of good. T- I mean, this is an intro. We're getting into it a weird part of the year where. Uh, uh, it's it's really going to be about the movies, I think, going forward for the next two months or so.
0: Yeah, we, we, we got some heavy hitters coming out here over the next few months.
1: So I'm retreating back instead of television mode. I'm really going into video game mode. I'm uh, about to replay Fallout 4 again for who knows, probably the fifth, sixth, seventh. I don't know. I've lost count at this point. <laughs> bought the DLCs that I never bought years ago when it originally came out. So I'm going to try out all that stuff for fun. See how that goes.
0: So yeah. I uh I played the new Call of Duty campaign that that came out a week early. I played that last week and that was pretty fun. If uh if you're looking for a a first person shooter campaign, I recommend it.
1: Dude, I I I stopped buying modern I stopped buying Call of Duty games after Black Ops 2. And one day when I was living in West Virginia, I got the itch again, so I bought World War 2. And uh, I played that for about a month, and I was like, yeah, I'm I'm good on this.
0: And uh, <laughs> That was I, a terrible game. <laughs> I
1: literally haven't thought about going back to buy a Modern Warfare since I haven't thought about playing Modern Warfare since I haven't played Fortnite. I haven't even thought about playing one of those in in, in years now. Honestly, kind of done with that phase of my life, I think.
0: I wish I could say the same. I am... I am neck deep into Overwatch two and Valorant at the moment, and uh, the new Call of Duty comes out in a couple of days. And, and what's the other
1: one? Apex that everyone
0: plays. I'm not. I'm not good enough to play Apex. You know what game I still play religiously is Rocket League. I still love Rocket League. I That's
1: think. the one with the cars and get the ball and soccer.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like car <laughs> soccer. Um, but uh, it's a, yeah, like you said. It, it not only is it like kind of coming up on, like, Oscar buzz movie season, but it's also, this is video game season, maybe, right before Christmas, so I got some games coming out. Um, okay.
1: I, I just saw a still for the new Fallout TV series being made by Amazon. I'm hoping There's to get a Fallout trailer for Fallout
0: TV series?
1: Yeah, coming to Amazon Prime.
0: Oh, what?
1: I'm kind of looking forward to it, but it's part of the reason I picked up the Fallout game again, because I think the Fallout games actually have really good stories that the game almost gets in the way of because you spend so much time just wandering around, just doing, you know what I mean? Just doing the Fallout kind of explore the map kind of stuff that the story kind of, it almost waters it down.
0: I can confidently say I have never played a Fallout game for more than 10 minutes.
1: That sucks. Oh, wow. (laughs) <laughs> Fallout 4, if I were going to tell you to recommend, I'd jump into Fallout 4 just because it's the easiest to jump into. It's the most modern. So it's going to have a lot of the things that you would... Like, you're going to jump into it
0: and be like, I. you're kind of familiar with how this stuff kind of works already. I played... I want to say the one I tried was Fallout 3. I it, The opening sequence was I was stuck in a vault and I had to get out of the vault. When I got out of the vault, I had to find I was like buy some like like farmer like I was buying like some farm and there was a, a three-eyed cow and I shot it and the farmer killed me and I was like okay I'm done with this game.
1: I wonder if you played Fallout 76.
0: It would, no, this was years ago. I'm I'm almost 100% confident it was Fallout 3. it was on the it was on the Xbox 360.
1: Yeah, it had to be three or New Vegas, but New Vegas you don't start in a vault.
0: So nah, it wasn't New Vegas. I'm pretty sure it was Fallout Three. Yeah. Um maybe one of these days I'll 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 give it i I'll give it another chance. Um okay. Just to sort of wrap things up here. Um if you've listened all the way up to this point, uh first and foremost we thank you. Um second, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, if you can go ahead and leave us a review. It kind of you know, it helps the podcast out. It kind of lets us know as uh, the podcasters how we're doing. So we would definitely appreciate it. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. We are on Twitter at Mind Popcorn. You'll find yeah. both Chuck and talk. my own personal. Was that my own voice that I heard? <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm trying to go to our Apple podcast, like, thing to look at it. But the problem is, like, when you the, when you click on, like, the thing, it like. Automatically wants to play the episode instead of going
0: to, the uh, podcast. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But yeah, you go ahead and leave us a review there. Um. You can find both mine and Chuck's personal Twitter handle in the podcast bio on Twitter, so you feel free to give us a follow there if you'd like. Um, like I previously mentioned, we're back on TikTok. I have been taking advantage of this House of the Dragon hype, but it's probably too little, too late because we are now out of uh. We're out of episodes, um, but we are almost at ten thousand likes on TikTok on the podcast page, which is kind of mind-boggling. Um, so you can give us a follow on TikTok. We are at Mind Your Popcorn. Um, we are pretty close to having a hundred followers on TikTok, which is kind of cool. cool. I know. <sighs>
1: Oh shoot!
0: I don't think you pay me enough for being the social media manager. I think (laughs) I need to negotiate a pay increase because I've been putting in the hours on the not really. I literally, I put the TikToks together like when I'm waiting for my shower to warm up in the morning. (laughs) Like it's pretty effortless. But you can give us a follow there. Um, I'm trying to think of what's coming up next. I know we have. Wakanda forever coming out may or may not be back next week i know we want to do the marvel rankings um the mcu rankings so um might be back next week might be a couple weeks you never know but on our next episode we will have something for you guys um so thank everybody so much for listening today um and we will hit y'all back next time